You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a new way to lead off your Sunday with conversation, unique perspectives, and your thoughts and questions on the Hometown Nine. It's Twins Today. One, two, he struck him out swinging. A fastball at 93, ends Cabrera's at bat, and Duffy with a sharp one, two, three, eighth inning. I would rather be labeled as someone who can really spin a breaking ball, throw a good fastball without any help. Twins Today is driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. Well, I'm 75 now, so that I'll probably hit about 280, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, it was a great question. I caught you tolling off your pits, didn't I? And I said, yes, sir, you sure did. <laughs> Now, live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore. Well, good morning, Twins fans. It is great to be with you here on this sunny Sunday in the Twin Cities. You are listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. And I have to say, off the jump here, I declared it sweater weather last weekend on this show i remember very distinctly sitting in this same chair although it doesn't feel like the same chair the sun is beating down on target field today the press box is hot and uh, it feels like the last kick of summer here in downtown minneapolis but the twins however are in toronto they will wrap up their three game set with the blue jays in just a little while actually an early game today with the east coast time zone so this is a one hour show typically we're 10 to noon today will be 10 to 11 setting it up for inside twins where chris atterbury is joined by the president of baseball operations Derek falvey joins the show that is one that you will not want to miss that's at 11 o'clock right here then it's the adana pre uh, adana realty pregame lineup card with chris and first pitch between the twins and blue jays Got an interesting one for you. Luke Farrell on the mound for the Twins, okay. And for the Blue Jays, some guy named Jose Barrios. So that's your afternoon of baseball, and it all starts with Twins today. Like we do each week on the show, we're going to start with five thoughts. It's looking back on the week that was, maybe zooming in on some of the bigger picture stories. we got to start with Joe Ryan because he got hit drilled really with a line drive comebacker walked right off the mound slammed his glove in the dugout as he walked back to the clubhouse you thought "Uh uh-oh that doesn't look like his season's going to keep going listen to the levity in his voice after the game and uh, you'll get a pretty good idea of the hard right turn we all took after his start the one-two pitch lined off of ryan and he is hurt right now straw is safe and ryan took that line drive off of his body and never made an effort to pick up that ball. And Joe is coming right out of the game. My dad's going to probably give me some because, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that one, but uh, because I used to throw bullpens and he would hold a tennis ball and rip tennis balls at me after I threw the pitch when he was catching. So he's going to be uh, probably back on me with those drills this off season. So, yeah, that's not going to be fun. Well, uh, silver lining, I suppose. The young pitcher is not expected to miss a start. I don't know exactly when he's going, but I thought that could be it for his year if that thing's broken. That What a sad way to end. However, he had jokes uh, jokes for days after that one, so 
all is well with Joe Ryan, and that's good news if you're the Twins. I'm not the one who writes the starting rotation for next year, but on my little sketch pad piece of paper, uh, Joe Ryan's currently the second starting pitcher. Go figure. Brent Rooker was back this week after the birth of his first child. He uh, was reactivated from the paternity list and had an impressive game. Let's listen, and then I've got a thought on this. Number two. And the pitch is a changeup hit in the air to left field. It's going to find the grass and roll, and it gets all the way to the warning track. Sano will round and score, and into second with a sliding RBI double is Brent Rooker. It's one nothing Minnesota Twins. So a run-scoring two-out double before the paternity list, and now putting that dad strength to use in Toronto. Rooker with an RBI double. And Blair, Evelyn Rooker's dad, has given the Twins a 1-0 lead. Yeah, great call there. Chris Atterbury on the mic. Brent Rooker on the RBI. So he returned this week. He goes 2-4 for four with the double and a homer. He homered later in that game to kind of put it out of reach uh, in a Twins win. Two RBIs. Let's wind back the clock a little bit. Miguel Sano, he was on the paternity list earlier this year, came off August 24th. He's on base twice with three RBI. A pretty good game back. Welcome back to the lineup, Brent Rooker. Welcome back, Miguel Sano. How about winding back a little bit further? Mitch Garver came off the paternity list seven, uh, well, July 26th uh, when he was on base three times with two doubles and an RBI. Welcome back to the lineup, Mitch Garver. Now, I don't know how feasible this is, but it sounds to me like there's a market inefficiency. Just have a lot of players who are expecting the birth of their first child when they come back guaranteed for a big game. That ought to help you win a few more ball games over the course of a season. Number three. As Donaldson hits a ball high in the air, deep right field. That one's headed for the seats, and it's a home run, Josh Donaldson. Splash down in those blue bleachers in the right field corner. An opposite field two-run shot for Josh Donaldson, and it's 2-0 Minnesota. Chris Atterbury on the call again there. Yeah, this one's a cool one. Josh Donaldson returning to Toronto. If you got a chance to see or hear the standing O he got from that crowd at Rogers Center. Of course, that's where he won 2015 AL MVP and where he, I mean, he was already a star from his time with Oakland, but where he really cemented his stardom in baseball. That crowd loved him there. So it was cool to see. And remember a little while ago he hit career double number 250. That there that we just heard, career home run number 249. So, who knows? The future is unpredictable, but if Mr. Donaldson can come up with another home run, his next one would be career big league homer number 250. He would join a list of 17 active players with at least 250 doubles and at least 250 homers. Rare air indeed, and uh, number one on that list is going to be kind of difficult to catch in the home run department. That'd be Albert Pujols with 679 of them. Good luck, Josh Donaldson. Cool story this week. Drew Maggi gets the call from the taxi squad to the big leagues after grinding it out 11 seasons in the minor leagues plus a year at the alt site. Number four. I mean, they were awesome. I called my dad and, you know, I, I used some language, but I, I told him, you know, I'm a big leaguer. And, you know, the phone was kind of silent for a second. I was like, oh, did I lose him? Like, dad? And he was just breaking down my foot on speaker my mom was right there she started yelling and and then I started yelling and it was and then my I called my brother and he was all emotional and you know I have five brothers so you know each of them got a call and 
it's just been an awesome, you know, couple hours here. Just a cool story. I always like hearing the the fun call-up stories. Rocco teased him a little bit before he gave him the news that he's been waiting for for uh, all of his adult life, probably, if we're being honest about it. Uh, he's also, if he gets into a game, he'll be the 58th twin used this year in a game. He's the 59th on the roster. 59 rostered twins players is a franchise record. Uh, kind of gives you an indication of the churn that they've gone through. Um, let's stick down to the minor leagues for thought number five, because this was a pretty cool moment in the AA Wichita Wind Surge's inaugural season as a Twins affiliate. Number five. It's a right-handed batter against the right-handed Lau. First pitch swinging, popped it up. This should do it. Austin Martin coming in, camps under it. Ball game over. Division champs. Playoffs. Here we go. AA Central champs, the Wichita Wind Surge. That call, the voice of Tim Grubbs. He's the play-by-play broadcaster for AA Wichita. And Tim joins the show later today here on Twins Today. We're going to talk to him about that clinch, that moment, what it means for, I guess, not only the city of Wichita, but just the, the organization now joining the Twins organization and some of the you know, players that have been involved in that Austin Martin might come up in that conversation. We will talk with Grubbs in a little bit. Um, first, we are going to talk with uh, St. Paul Saints AAA pitching coach Mike McCarthy about some of the development efforts down there, uh, well, just across the river, but uh, I mentioned all the rosters churning. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's been a big part of that, and he's going to join the show in just mere moments. And we'll wrap today with the great Marnie Gellner. You're going to want to stick around with for that conversation. We'll close the show before we hand it off to Inside Twins with Chris Atterbury and Derek Falvey. Twins Today, it's driven by the Mauer Auto Group, and now's the time on the show, like we do every single week here on Twins Today, to catch up with Jeremy from the Mauer Auto Group. Jeremy, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for asking. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good here, too. I appreciate that. Uh, Truck month in September. That's something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Where do you steer people when they come in and they say, hey, I heard it's truck month? We tell them that Chevrolet finally hopped on the bandwagon with us, and it's more than trucks. Okay. Because you get to buy a truck and then you get a thousand dollars worth of Chevrolet accessories as part of your truck, which everybody I know, once they buy a truck, they're going to be putting accessories on it. Yeah. So Chevy's doing that discount. So they buy a, a truck from you guys in the month of September. They're able to then redeem that at, is it your website, the Chevy website? What are the details? They do it right at the dealership. When we oh, sit okay. down with them after they picked out their truck, we're going to take them to the website. It's like a kid in a candy store, like we talked about. Uh, they get to pick out anything from running boards to bed liners to tonneau covers to subwoofers. We can even get them some Bluetooth headphones, Bluetooth speakers. And the beautiful thing is it's not just on trucks either. It's on Suburbans and Tahoes also. You get to find, you know, then we're looking at floor liners and cargo mats. And if you can think of it, somebody makes it. If I were to get a truck from you, I don't know. What would you get if you were getting one this month, Jeremy? Well, what pretty much everybody does is either the running boards because, you know, the height they, none of us can match the height of these trucks. So you need a little <laughs> help getting into them. And then the tonneau covers are very common too if somebody doesn't want a topper. The really nice part about the whole thing is when you get a GM accessory installed at a GM dealership, which is what we are, they mirror your factory warranty of the three-year 36 coverage for an accessory. No other accessory company does that out there. So you're really getting two benefits in one. But yeah, 
tunnel covers, running boards. Those are our main primary things. And then some people have some fun with it, you know, and do some mud flaps or, you know, the, the floor mats are huge also in this state. I mean, once winter hits and, and it will come, we, we all know it's coming. Uh, once winter hits, these, these all weather floor mats are fabulous. Jeremy, what is the website where people can learn more about either Mauer Auto Group in general or Truck Month this month of September? Yeah, the best site to go to always is MauerAutoGroup.com website. You can link up to whether it be the store up in Anoka, Mauer Main Chevrolet, Mauer Chevrolet down at Invergrove Heights or Mauer Buick GMC. You can click on it right there. But the best part about it is when you go to that MauerAutoGroup.com website, you see what we're talking about when we mention the more than cars. Because the first thing that pops up is some video. It's us giving away coats, giving away cars, giving away food. It's, it's, it's all what we do. So that's a great website to go to. Awesome. Jeremy, uh, continued success and uh, good luck the rest of truck month here in September. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Welcome back, Twins fans. Twins Today, it's driven by the Mauer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. Have the distinct pleasure to be joined right now by AAA Saints pitching coach, among other things, he wears many hats, Mike McCarthy. Mike, thanks for joining Twins today. Derek, thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure, and I'd love to get into a whole host of topics with you here today, if it's all right. And Saints currently on the road, so carving some time out of your busy schedule. What has that busy schedule been like in the first year after COVID, where there was basically no minor leagues? Um, the question that jumps to my mind is, all of the player movement that the Twins and Saints have done between the two clubs this year. Certainly. We've had our fair share of uh, player moves from uh, AAA, the major leagues, and back and forth. You know, we start out the year, uh, obviously, in spring training, and then we moved to the alternate site, so a month at St. Paul, and just the total training environment for the month of April. And trying to create those inner squads, trying to create an environment where guys continue to grow and excel, have game-like action, but potentially could go from a training environment directly to the major leagues and play in a game. And then every month thereafter, we've you know had protocols, testing, masking, all those things. But at the end of the day, the players know that this is an important year, um, having missed a year last year, uh, and then now being able to say, hey, we've got to take a step forward, continue to grow. They feel a sense of urgency, and so do we. Yeah, that's been evident just by some of the moves we've seen here. Guys know they have an opportunity if they can run with it. A guy like Juan Manaya comes to mind. Get your chance and don't look back mindset. Now, Mike, just off off the mic, we were talking just briefly about a show I heard you do with a former Twins catcher and pitcher, I guess, Chris Jimenez. Uh, you guys did a podcast interview. And one of the themes that stood out from that conversation to me, Mike, was uh, your use of the word empathy as a coach. If you don't mind, could you peel back the curtain a little bit for Twins fans listening to this show right now? How does empathy come into play from your role as a, as a minor league coach? You know, first of all, I mean, Chris and Jonathan were awesome on that podcast. And Jimenez has been a huge uh, both friend and mentor, which I'm really grateful for. You know, and when you speak of empathy and you think of two guys, like those two guys really come to mind. Uh, but Jimenez was a constant state of that. And when I think about empathy, it starts with an understanding. I'm seeking to understand the person next to me. And there's a level of authenticity, but also a state of vulnerability that comes with that. And I have to be seeking out, how do I understand the person next to me? How do I understand the person across from me? Um, and it's something that's important in our world, not, not just in a baseball field or in the club, but how we approach our neighbors, how we approach people maybe that have uh, differing political beliefs or religious beliefs or live in a different country, speak a different language. And those things are all manifested and represented on a baseball field. So I, I constantly look to walk hand in hand with the players, with the other staff, 
And I feel it's really important to be connected with them in that space. I think when I lead with empathy, that's when I find myself to be the most effective coach I can be. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear you talk about some of that stuff. And um, you have a bit of a unique perspective. I know at coaching minor leaguers, coaching at any level, frankly, doesn't require that you've climbed the ladder yourself. But I do think there's a certain advantage that comes with that. And Mike, you're drafted by the Red Sox, climbed up through the ranks with them. With that sort of theme in mind, I'm curious, was there a player that you played with or played against maybe that helped form who you are as a coach today? Well, Trevor's story helped make me a coach because I think I gave like six home runs to him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think he might be hitting 800 or 900 off me uh, with a swing, you know, just one of those things, a line out or two in there. Uh, you know, when I think about with the Red Sox, they do a, uh, an amazing job of bringing in some guys like Jason Veritek, Tim Wakefield, Pedro Martinez, like, you know, these legends across the game and especially within the Red Sox. And I connected with them was something that I can never truly quantify or even put words to because they'll always fall short. But knowing that those guys came and, and spent time with me and were willing to walk hand in hand with me, but pitching coaches like Kevin Walker, uh, who's in the major leagues with the Red Sox now, uh, Rich Gedman, hitting coach, uh, these guys that, that um, Tim hires, you know, these people that had, that were open-minded to hear what I had to say, or wanted to help grow my energy, what I was looking for and how I want to grow around the game. Um, but also sought to as a person and as a teammate, as uh, a member of this group of guys is looking to just inch themselves closer and closer to the major leagues. And when I saw how they approached the game, uh, the integrity of who they are and the way that they approached players with uh, seeking to understand and that empathy we spoke about earlier, uh, I really can't thank them enough. And, and uh, I look at those and I say, wow, that's pretty special. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't take on any of Pedro's uh, characteristics. He always threw a little bit harder than I did, but <laughs> beyond that, I, I did really enjoy uh the opportunity to learn from them, from their heart, their spirit, um, and who they are just as people. Yeah. See, my baseball career didn't make it. My playing career didn't make it quite as far as yours did, Mike. I did share the height <laughs> with Pedro, but that's literally where the comparison stops. Yeah, absolutely. So, what I would give to have some track man data on Pedro and some biomechanics data, right? No kidding. Yeah. You copy from the best and the more info, the better. Our guest right now, Twins fans, is Mike McCarthy. He's a pitching coach with the AAA St. Paul Saints. Does a great job with having his hands on that sort of development mindset of young pitchers while also trying to have people constantly ready for when that phone rings from the Twins. I was over at CHS Field the other day, Mike, and I bumped into Drew Stropman just kind of coincidentally uh, as you guys were getting ready for your game. Of course, Twins fans will recognize the name as having come back along with Joe Ryan in the Nelson Cruz trade. Drew Stroutman, from what I've heard, is a is a thoughtful, uh, like analytical guy. What can you, since we haven't seen him up here in the big leagues yet, kind of scouting report can you share with twins fans on the second piece in the nelson cruz trade because obviously we've seen joe ryan ironically enough here in about 20 minutes we're heading out with drew to throw his pen and i would say one of the brightest guys i've ever been fortunate to coach um, and be around in a clubhouse like incredibly bright and drew's one of those guys is constantly saying how can i inch a little bit farther forward and he's not always saying well i have to wait for somebody to teach me this but instead he's saying he's going to come to you for resources information and then he's going to take the step forward as well on his own um, and his deep exploration of the game of himself, uh, both intellectually, emotionally, but also from a strategy standpoint. He's a really high-level strategist using scattering boards, leveraging data, uh, and then looking at how other teams are, are facing him. And um, we've had the fortune of like walking through that hand-in-hand -hand because we have very similar mindsets. 
uh, very similar perspectives. And so it's really interesting to, to work with a guy like Drew, but also truly a blessing uh, because he is a guy that has that deep, deep 80 grade baseball IQ. Nice. Yeah. Well, we wish uh, continued success on his climb up the ladder. One guy we just saw recently promoted to the bigs here in September, Giovanni Moran. And I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by the change up from the left side and see some of the swing and miss that he's gotten already in the big leagues. What can you share from your firsthand experience working with Giovanni? Yeah, Giovanni, I mean, a heart of gold and one of the, uh, a guy that, that has continued to, to persevere and push through uh, challenges that he's faced in the minor leagues but continue to say, like, how am I going to get a little better? And he's really just dominant north-south profile. The changeup is, you know, Bugs Bunny style. And this is an early uh, uh, jump, but we always use Johan Santana as a guy for him to model and think about. And um, he really appreciates that. He knows that there's a lot of long-term growth for him to do. Uh, it's still developing, you know, getting his first taste of the big leagues, uh, but has continued to throw well for us here when we had him. And now he's taking, you know, the opportunity to take the next step. And that's a big challenge, uh, especially for a young guy. It's still learning his way through the game, understanding himself uh, and understanding how his body recovers, how he uh, performs optimally, uh, and then facing a little bit better caliber of hitters. So, yeah, he's a, a phenomenal human being, great competitor. And we're looking forward to him having a long career with us. Oh, love to hear it. And I've waited for him to rack up a few more punch outs before I start calling him Giovanni Santana. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to just, yep. well, let's, let's yeah. let the nickname kind of play out over time organically. <laughs> I think that's fine. I like it. A couple quick yeah. hitters. And if you, if you're not at Liberty to say just perfectly fine, but I wanted to ask you about some health updates on Josh Winder and Joan Duran who have been on the shelf a little bit this year, but I know twins fans are excited to see them when they do get a chance. You have an update in either case there health wise. Yeah, both guys are working through the rehab protocol, um, building back up uh, to, to do the best that they can to get back on the field. Um, we don't know the timeline on that, and um, we'll have to wait and see where that ends up. Do you think Fall League's a possibility for either of those guys? Uh, I wouldn't be able to say. That's beyond my pay grade. Fair enough. That's <laughs> perfectly fine. Hey, Mike, yeah. let, me, let me leave you with this, because I know you got a lot of work to do here today uh, and constantly just developing Twins pitchers. So it's been it's really fun to hear firsthand from you about some of this stuff. If there's a big picture answer to this question, I don't personally know it. You're much closer to it. You guys had to change the way you've emphasized health this year, given the fact that the innings just really aren't there for a lot of guys from last year. There's no base to really build off of. And if so, uh, what way have you guys changed that? 100%. Um, that's been a huge part of what we've done is, is prioritize player health as much as we can. Um, and that's, that's true every year. Um, but coming off a year with such low workloads, no minor league season, a lot of guys come back with different situations um, that they are challenged by, whether it's a, a volume issue, a movement issue, motor uh, control quality, all those things matter. And um, we tried to supplement that as much as we can with off-season camps, with uh, distance learning, basically, or distance training. Uh, last year during the alt site uh, and bringing guys down to instructs and, and the challenges that we faced are they're significant. Um, they're, they're deeply challenging, but also they're areas where we continue to say, how are we going to get better? Um, I don't think that we're going through anything different than any other organization. I do think that we are working incredibly hard, especially here in St. Paul, uh, but across the organization to say, how are we going to keep guys on the field as much as possible? the best way for guys to train is to make sure they're healthy. Um, if they're not healthy, it's really hard to train that player, um, which is pretty intuitive, but also it's challenging, right? There's a lot of times where we look at it and say like, yeah, but normally we would be able to do this. It's not normal. And so we're going to have to take a different perspective, a different approach uh, and do this in, in a year following a, a lost season. 
Um, and so we're learning a ton, you know, somebody that's forever happened again, uh, similar how you approach a guy with uh, coming back from Tommy John or in a, uh, a post rehab situation where he hasn't thrown for a year. We've had to take on a lot of that stuff that we've and applied to developing players today. That's fascinating insight. And uh, that's the voice of Mike McCarthy, pitching coach for the AAA St. Paul Saints Twins fans, catching up on some of the next wave of twins pitching and mike i can't thank you enough for your generosity of time and wisdom thanks for coming on twins today Derek, thanks so much for having me appreciate it truly a blessing for us yeah of course more twins baseball after this on news talk 830 wcco it's a right-handed batter against the right-handed lao first pitch swinging popped it up this should do it austin martin coming in camps under it ball game over division champs playoffs here we go Playoffs here we go indeed. Welcome back to Twins Today, Twins fans. It's driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and the guy you just heard on that call, well, he's the voice of the AA Wichita wind surge. He is Mr. Tim Grubbs, and he's our next guest. Tim, thanks for making some time for Twins Today. Hey, no problem. It's uh, the final day of the regular season. We're just, uh, we're excited. We got another home game here today, and, uh, just talk to the manager. We know what time we're leaving tomorrow, but have no idea where we're going. It could be still one of three different cities, so uh, it's, it's going to be a fun afternoon. Yep, absolutely. So we'll get into that. It's the final day of the AA regular season and postseason coming up this week. The wind surge now officially will be a part of that. And Tim, uh, we heard uh, kind of the excitement level in your voice there, but take us, take Twins fans into that moment. What was that level of excitement like when it was clear, hey, first year with the Twins organization, we're going to the playoffs. It was exciting. It was thrilling. Um, you know, we've been in first place 85% of the way. So you might be like, well, it was you knew it was coming. And to be honest, 10 days ago, you know, we had dropped seven of 10. You know, we, we, we lost a couple players to either injury or to promotion and the offense wasn't there. And it's baseball season. And, and I wasn't thinking that the wheels were coming off. But believe me, the thoughts start to get into your head that can you really be in first place for 85% of the season and let it slip away in the final week? And um, even that game, you know, when we got behind early, you start thinking and you look at their pitching matchup and how we've matched up with them recently. And you start to think about it, but Spencer Steer had a huge hit earlier in the game. And um, now here we are, you know, Ernie De La Trinidad came up with the go ahead RBI and, and you get to the ninth inning and uh, it was exciting. And uh, I mean, our pitching staff has pitched up. I mean, it's really picked up. I mean, guys that, you might not have expected. I mean, you knew Cole Sands was great and Jordan Belasovic was great. But when you really look at the bullpen, and especially a guy like Jordan Gore, um, a year ago, what was he, a shortstop? Or two years ago, he was a shortstop. And, you know, he had some. He had a really big save this week, and he's been phenomenal. Uh, that's awesome to hear. And I'll talk to you about um, one specific guy, I think, in a second. But I want to, like, zoom out and ask you big picture because um, it, it's just it's just fun to hear the excitement level that's going on around there you mentioned not quite tape to tape leaders but darn close and uh, a little bit of a hairy stretch but now it's official punch your ticket to the postseason Wichita wind surge um, it's the first season with the twins organization it's the first really I guess official season at Riverfront Stadium there in Wichita tell me what have the last two years been like Tim for for our listeners who maybe don't know the full backstory uh, dating back to the New Orleans days 
Yeah, like so somebody like me, um, you know, I moved here to Wichita from New Orleans two years ago, like a week ago. Um, and it, happy anniversary. It, it went, I went a year and a half with ever calling a game. People didn't even know what I did. Um, you know, I mean, I would drop my daughter off at, at, at pre-K and stuff. And all of a sudden, like, come May this year, they're like, hey, I, I just thought you worked there. I didn't know you were the guy. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, I just worked there. But <laughs> I didn't know you were the right because, you know, they start seeing you on TV. They sure, start hearing yeah, your yeah. voice on the radio and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, so it's been crazy. It's been it's been fun. Um, I think the fans have been phenomenal. Um, I think for somebody like me, you know, having a year away um, makes you appreciate this a little more, especially when you have such a good group of guys. Um, I don't you guys have never called and, and or emailed or or any of the radio stations and, and somebody say, no, I don't want to do that interview. Um, the players are excited as well, just as much as our fans are to see the excitement on the field. And we've had some great crowds here and even here in late September running up against football. Love it. That's that's great to hear. And I can't. Yeah, I've read some pieces in the community news there where where uh, the community is excited about baseball and they're coming out to the games and of course it helps when you have a, a postseason team um, and it probably also helps when you have a guy who joins you midstream that I want to ask you about he was uh, he was featured in that clip caught the final out of the clincher Austin Martin now he came on the show on twins today earlier this year and it was just a great guy to chat with and uh, he's one of the top prospects now in the twins organization tim from your perspective being up close and personal since the trade deadline basically what has austin martin been like uh, since he joined the wind surge well you know ever since he joined the ball club he's he fit right in you know i always feel bad for a 21 year old kid you know getting traded and you know i mean he's he was drafted last year and now all of a sudden he's got to meet a whole new group of guys the only person on the team that he knew was simeon who wasn't even here for his first couple of weeks because he was over in the olympics but he fits right in um you know obviously when you're in the clubhouse and you see the interaction you know he, he fits right in and you know he's been a big part um he's had a, a couple of walk-off hits um he was involved in in that call and he he had an rbi hit earlier in the series that was huge in in a comeback so uh you know he he's been a key cog to this team and even though we've lost a lot of key pieces and that's the one thing i think that our fans are appreciating when we lost jose miranda and, and josh Winder earlier in the year they were thinking okay it's been a fun run and now it's going to, and then BJ Boyd stepped up and it was fine. And then, and you know, it's just been one guy after another and next man up and here at the double A level, we've seen that. Yeah. It's a, been a super cool team to follow for that very reason that, yeah, you start to get nervous A promotion might throw off the chemistry and then bang, they're just uh, somebody else fills the spot and uh, really develops um, into a key player twins fans the voice you're listening to is tim grubbs he's the voice of the double a wichita wind surge in their first season with the twins organization now clinched a postseason berth and he you just heard him talking about the number of different guys that have been involved in that from winder to uh, miranda before they joined the saints and then simeon woods richardson had a nice outing the other day and austin martin one of the top prospects in the organization. So, Tim, it's it's an exciting time from my perspective as an outsider looking in. Um, today is the final day of the regular season for the wind surge. What is coming up next? And you mentioned that you have no idea necessarily where it's going to be, but what does this week maybe look like for you guys? Well, we get Simeon Woods Richardson one more start this afternoon, which will be great. Um, hopefully, you know, with his 
not having a lot of time. Maybe he can go four innings today or stretch. You know, they're still working on him going a little deeper. Um, and then we're doing a lot of scoreboard watching. Obviously, our game, if we win, it's great. It gets you their 69th win. Um, you finish 19 games over 500. It's it's the cherry on the top. We already know that we will be home for the second half of the championship series, games three, four, and five. Of course, four and five if necessary. There's still three different places we could be going to start the series on Tuesday. Um, if Frisco wins today, which is a Texas Rangers affiliate, that's where we're going. And that's kind of the cool story because it's kind of like the old days. We never played Frisco this year. So even though they're in our league and they're not even that far away, it would be like the old AL versus the NL. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting in the championship series. So I think in a lot of ways at this point, I guess that's the one I want just because it's like, you know what, something fresh. Um, but if Frisco loses today and the team we're playing today, Arkansas wins, we will be going to Little Rock. To, so we're going to play the team that we just played here for the final week. We'd have to play another series against them. Um, so that would be interesting. And now if Frisco and Arkansas both lose – and the Royals affiliate, the Northwest Arkansas team wins, we're going there. So, you know, the fact that here you are at 1030 in the morning on a Sunday and you know you're going somewhere tomorrow and you don't know amongst all. And then this time yesterday, we still could have potentially been gone to Tulsa. Oh, wow. But they were eliminated last night. So just another curveball to the whole thing. So the playoff starts Tuesday, September 21st. We don't know where it's going to start because the wind surge have home field advantage guaranteed. If the season, if excuse me, if the series goes five games, Wichita will have three of those five games, but you go on the road to start it off. Um, what do you feel about the team's chances? Because anything goes in short series, but uh, you got to have a pretty good thumb on the pulse for, for how this team may fare this week. They're excited. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, when you were in the clubhouse, they're very excited. If you get to this point and you've got a chance to win a championship, this is what memories are made of. Cole Sands, one of our pitchers, did a local interview the other day, and he said, you know what, you, if we lose, you'll remember these guys, but it'll just be, uh, you know, file it away. If you win, these guys are part of a special bunch that you'll always reflect upon that this was the team. I mean, hey, you guys know in Minnesota, I know at the big league level it's different, but they just had a reunion, you know, about, yeah. you know, the 91 team and, you know, and, and different things like that. So, you know, this will be something that our fans will always remember these first group of guys, if we can capture a title here. And we've had a lot of guys step up. So uh, I think, uh, you know, hey, why not finish strong? And maybe it is some name that, you know, you don't know. Maybe you come out of right field here. Well, it's been a fun season, fun following along with you. Uh, and, Tim, really appreciate you taking some time to come on Twins today. And good luck not only today but the rest of this week. Well, it's been a fun week. I appreciate you guys having me on. The one thing to watch for, something quick. I know you got to go. Andrew Bechtold caught a game the other day. So, uh Interesting, and he did a great job. So he's nice. a first baseman, third baseman, so he might have another uh, another utensil in his back pocket come spring training next year. It's so all about, it's all about having tools in the search toolbox. And uh, good luck to the Twins today. Awesome. Tim, <laughs> great catching up with you. We'll talk to you down the line. Appreciate it, guys. That's the voice of Tim Grubbs. He is the voice of the AA Wichita Wind Surge, their first season as a Twins affiliate, ticketed for the postseason here. Exciting week for them. Hey, exciting week for us, too. When we come back, we are talking with Marnie Gellner, a woman who needs no introduction around these parts. You hear her hanging out in the studio already. We'll catch up with MG coming up after this on Twins Today. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO.
Well, welcome back, Twins fans. It's Twins Today. It's driven by the Mauer Auto Group, and it's hosted by me, Derek Wetmore, here at sunny and warm Target Field. And let's not waste any time bringing in our next guest, uh, North Dakota's proudest daughter and oh. Twins Wolves and Lynx for Bally Sports North. She is Yikes. Marnie Gellner. Marnie, thanks for joining the show. Oh, Derek, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're touching buttons. Oh, my mic. My mic needs to be on. Radio professional, Marnie Gellner. Oh, Marnie, welcome to the show. first time in the booth. What is this, a headset? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Um, I have noticed the uh, the guest list that you've had this season. Been lengthy, been impressive. I haven't been on it. I know, and we needed to change that today. Okay, well, thanks for having me. Congratulations on this gig. I'm thanks. happy for you. You are, a, you are a wonderful ambassador for the Minnesota Twins. I've enjoyed our many uh, conversations and at times, you know, uh, conflicting <laughs> battles in the yes. press box over the years. So it's good to see you land here. I, I appreciate you saying that and the uh, check for the kind words. That's already <laughs> been sent. So now your half of the deal is fulfilled. I'm trying to tweet a photo of us about saying I'm about to hop on <laughs> the radio okay. and then the segment is what 10 minutes so by the time I get this out we'll we'll be done yeah, okay. we'll pick up a few along the way it's still all worth right. sending out all I, right let's I, focus in what, okay what are we doing here was topic du jour I, I okay. want to talk about uh, a number of things we'll see what we've got time for but Jose Barrios is starting for the Blue Jays today he basically told for the, the media, Blue Jays yeah that's right yeah <laughs> where have you been <laughs> <laughs> holy <laughs> crap I gotta adjust my notes he basically said uh, I'm not really looking forward to facing my old team he's a uh, just a guy who really spoke about the Twins as almost family because of how long he spent here. Uh, Marnie, you've been you spent a lot of time at this park over the past few years, yeah, and I'm yeah. curious if you have a memory that jumps to mind when we talk about Jose Brios, mm, who is by the way now memory. pitching for the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays traded away at the deadline. Yes. Jeez. Um, I you know I don't know if I have a memory, but when I think about Jose Barrios, I think about a really nice person. Yeah. And I think about that above a really good pitcher. Sure. And I think that happens when you spend more time with athletes, and I'm not pretending like, oh, we're best friends, and we used to go out to dinner and yeah. hang out. No, but you have enough conversations with someone, and you meet someone's you know, wife and kids, and you just... You feel like, okay, well, there's a little bit of a rapport. He's just a really nice human. Yeah. Anytime I said hi to Jose, whether it was on a baseball field, in a hotel lobby, on the street outside of the ballpark, he always said, hola, and como estas, and he um, he was just a, a friendly human being. And I always root for good people yeah. who happen to be a really good pitcher and his roots with the twins are deep because they drafted him 2012 right out of high school I mean that he has loyalty I think part of what he talked about when you said he's not really looking forward to facing his old team (laughs) is that he's kind of had a hard time letting go of the twins because that's how deep it runs for him and you have to just sort of have that kind of respect. It kind of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. Like he misses us a little bit. He does a little bit. Now I just I'm not uh, correcting your opinion. Your opinion is your opinion. However, you root for those guys unless they're facing the Twins. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. I mean, I, I would like for meant. him to pitch a decent game today, and then we kill their relievers and win the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly Let's just write right. the script now. I'm gonna press send blue jay to blue jays at <laughs> yahoo.com. Send. <laughs> There we go. They would have a Yahoo.com. I don't know how <laughs> oh, sorry, you pulled that one. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, Twins fans, the voice you're listening to, obviously that of Marnie Gellner, Twins, Wolves, Lynx 
other things for Bally Sports North. Just uh, uh, is there a phrase? I feel like this isn't gender neutral. I was going to call you Jack of all trades, but it's Jill Jackie. of all trades. No, it's Jackie. Jackie, that's better. It's Jackie, Jackie of, all, of trades. all trades, master of none. <laughs> I really Keller. should get that T-shirt. I've used that phrase multiple times. I need to trademark okay. that. Jackie of all trades, master of none. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's Marnie Gellner, and she's joining us to wrap up Twins Today here, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, More Than Cars. And Marnie, unfortunately, driven only a by few... by the Mauer Auto Group. Mauer what Auto are you Group? rolling? I saw you rolling in this morning. You were you not did. driving a Mauer Chevrolet like well, with the extended, <laughs> extended cat. Well, we got to get you into one of those. Uh, well, the bicycle does just fine for now. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate your concern. I mean, I've seen Danny Gladden in his, like, monstrosity <laughs> of a pickup. With the Mauer Chev, Mauer Chev all over the back of it. Where's Derek Wetmore's Mauer? Where's Marnie Gellner's Mauer Chevrolet extended cab pickup? This is where it begins. This okay. is why I wanted to have Planting you on the show seeds. before the season ends. Planting seeds. Yep. You, Sorry, you, you had you a question. You reap what you sow. You had a question. No, this is great. This is why I wish that our segment was longer because the banter oh, has we gotta always wrap been it up? good. No, no, nice we've got a few you. minutes. Okay. <laughs> Start the music, playing you <laughs> off. This is like when you accept your Grammy. Yeah. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to go. Here's Carson's the violin. Carson's closing the curtain right oh, now. Oh, sorry. Not going to have time for Matt Damon tonight. We'll try to get him on tomorrow. <laughs> Our oh, thanks I to Marnie Gellner. It. Whoopsie. Um, you, this is actually great because you and I have, uh, yeah, we've, I, I wouldn't say battled, but we've disagreed about some things, and it's just always fun to chat baseball with you in the press box. Um, but sports wasn't necessarily always what you were going to do. Uh, no. How wasn't. did you get into Still sports, isn't. Marty Gellner? <laughs> right, How did I it. get into sports? Um, I was a huge athlete jock. I, was, I didn't know if that sounded weird, but um, very obsessed with sports when I grew up in Minot, North Dakota. Uh, not so much watching them as much as playing them. Sure. I played basketball, volleyball. I was in track. I played softball. So all four, whatever the season was, that was my sport, yeah. and that was my obsession. Okay. And I played two, two sports in college, and I, that's all I wanted to do. That's all my life was. And so uh, I got a job in – or I got a degree in communications. However, the thought was that I was going to use this degree – to get on SNL. Now, I didn't connect the dots. I didn't bother to take any of the steps that go okay. between. But uh, the, how I got into sports was because that kind of was my life. I needed a job. I had a communications degree. There was an opening at KXMB TV 12, your eye on Dakota. In Bismarck, in the sports department, it was a great fit. It would bide my time until I got to SNL. Right. That job led to WDAZ, Channel 8, your home team in Grand Forks, same position. Then off to Madison, Wisconsin, WISC, TV3, informed, involved, in touch. Then here, I do you know that on Halloween, or right around Halloween, will be my 19-year anniversary at Bally Sports North, then Fox Sports North. 19 years, Derek. Wow. Of biding my time <laughs> to get to <laughs> SNL. I'm 47, <laughs> and I'm still <laughs> checking my phone on the daily. Did Lorne Michaels hey, call me today? Lorne, make the call. Jeez and rice, well, how well, long has <laughs> that girl got to wait? What a mistake. That what they else do I have to do? Oh. Join a... Join an improv group or something? Marnie, well, you have to come on Twins today as the start of it. Have you checked your spam folder? I'm wondering Ooh. if the at Ooh, Lorne. or my MySpace page. What if he's messaging me <laughs> on my MySpace page or my Hotmail account that's dormant? 
Lauren.michaels at rocketmail.com <laughs> has been reaching out to you for years. Oh, my spam folder. <laughs> there it is. didn't know after all is. of this time. Shoot. Well, we're certainly uh, happy to have you in the, the Twin Cities and all around Twins territory. Uh, you mentioned Great Ambassador. I think you do a wonderful job with the Wolves, Lynx, and it's just it's fun catching up with the Minnesota Twins. I appreciate with you. it. I appreciate it, Derek. Nice to see you. Um, hopefully, you'll join us for the pregame show on Valley Sports North at eleven thirty today. There you go. And, well, uh, every day thereafter. In fact, if you're a Twins fan listening to this, that's where you can catch the big show today, Valley Sports big on show. TV. However, however you consume that these days, between now and then, Derek Falvey takes the baton from us. Chris Atterbury shepherding that conversation on wow. Inside so Twins. So we are just the opening act for the Chris Rock. That's what you said off I the did, hit just before Somebody's got to set the tone. Okay, so we are the opening act. Big dog after this. Got it. I've Happy been, to be the warm I've been opening up clubs forever <laughs> with uh, with two people sitting out there with a beer, and oh, they gave me a microphone. Heck yeah. And then it's uh, Derek Falvey coming up next, and then uh, you can catch Marnie Gellner reporting on Twins and Blue Jays. That first pitch coming up a little bit later. Luke Farrell, surprise starting pitcher for the Twins, and Jose Barrios going for the Toronto Blue Jays. Marnie, the I— The Blue Jays? <laughs> oh, my God. What a weird sentence. I got to give you props. That joke coming around for the third time, oh. that callback was great. Yeah, Excellent There's got to be another term timing. for callback when you hit it a third time. Oh, is it overkill? Is that the term? <laughs> Reheating. <Thanks. laughs> we used to call it zapping in the microwave. Oof. Yep, yep. Well, well, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Uh, enjoy your work, Derek. Half a minute. Yeah, Thank you, thanks. Marnie, very much. Uh, I got to clean this up here, so I'll, uh, Bye. I'll cool it down. That's Marnie Gellner, of course, catcher on Valley Sports North. Twins, Wolves, and Lynx. It's been a fun show on Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and we'll catch you again next week on Twins Today. We'll have some more fun interviews for you. 10 to noon next week, back to our regular timing. As mentioned, don't miss this Inside Twins interview coming up with Derek Falvey and Chris Atterbury. Then Chris has got the Adana Realty pregame lineup card all leading you up to first pitch Twins and Blue Jays, Jose Barrios Day. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. You have been listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.